Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hello and welcome to Spirit Sherpa The show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo I'm Jules, your co-host If you're new to this type of work, please start with episode 1 If you're an intermediate, fast forward over to episode 98 And if you're an advanced student, you can start with episode 200. With me, as always, to share her insights and wisdom is a spirit doctor herself, Kelly Sparta. Hey, Kelly, how's it going? Hey, Jules, it's going great. We, as usual, for this time of day in Panama, are having a thunderstorm. My dog is quaking underneath the table in front of me. (laughs) So, you know, that's, that's sort of par for the course here during rainy season. So we get a thunderstorm every afternoon. Yeah. Well, guess what? You're you're sharing it because we literally just had a sprinkling of water, of rain come come through. You know, it's been like the Mojave Desert over here. And so literally I was like, oh, it's rainy. I'm so excited. My vegetables are going to be so excited. Yeah. So. Well, it is pouring buckets here, uh, but it's still a, a drought, technically. Um, we had 258 interests of rain last year, I think, um, which was a record, record year. But typical year is about 175 inches of rain. And, you know, we're, we're way down from that. The, we were so excited yesterday because the, uh, the seasonal streams that are called um, quebradas here, the seasonal streams are, they've been dry all season. And it, we actually had a little bit of water running through them yesterday. So I was like, woo, this is Very nice. Right? Yay. Yeah. So whereas last year they were like running really, really well all the time. They were almost never dry. So um, big difference from one year to the next. And both are, are supposedly abnormal. So I don't, I still have no idea what a regular rainy season looks like. <laughs> So, that, that'll be a future adventure to find out. 
Absolutely. I'm, <laughs> I'm game to hang out and find out, you know? <laughs> well, so. speaking of adventures, we are going to have one today. We have a returning guest with us. I'm so excited. We do. I'm excited too, because she was she's such a trooper. She's been sick for the last week and a half. And I called her up literally six minutes before this podcast recording and said, I meant to call you and ask you if you would do this. And I got distracted and I ended up with my day got away with me for me. And can you do this? And she's like, when? I said, six minutes. <laughs> she's like, is it on video? I'm like, yes. She's like, I'll be there. I'm like, I love you. <laughs> So, Catherine Laurentier, this is her second time being on the show with us. And the last time Catherine was on the call, she and I were just getting to know each other. We had met through a Facebook group of people who are, were moving to Panama, and we were arriving within months of each other. And we went on each other's podcasts, we had some communications, and now we are besties. So, Catherine, thank you for coming back. I love you so much. I love you too. I'm so excited to be here. I also have a dog under my desk right now because the thunder, like it rumbles over our house and the house like literally shakes. So when you called me, I was sitting at our dining room table because we've set it up permanently as the Thunderdome, which is basically it's draped with blankets for the dogs to go under. So I have like the work zone in the morning and then the Thunderdome in the afternoon. And so, you know, that's, we usually set up the Thunderdome in the kitchen for our dog because that's where he likes to be because it's most insulated from the outside. Um, and so we've actually taken to setting up a table in the kitchen and draping it with, with uh, a comforter and putting a pad underneath and, you know, setting it all up as his little comfort place. But he, he wants to be where I am when I'm, when I'm podcasting. So he's, he's living with the cramped quarters and my feet occasionally towing him in the butt. So... <laughs> As I'm like, I'd really like to put my feet down, but no. <laughs> I'm going to be on my toes for the entire episode. <laughs> so, yeah, so we had a very interesting conversation, and this is why I wanted to do this episode today. Um, I was talking with someone who was thinking about coming into my program, and she's been talking about coming into my programs for a while, like a long while. And... Um, you know, this is one of those things that happens when people come in. And one thing, so the thing that I hear from a lot of people, and, and this person in particular actually mentioned that too. She said, you know, I've been outgrowing a lot of my teachers. And, you know, I just keep outgrowing them. And I'm like, I get it. And she said, you know, I liked you because I wouldn't outgrow you. And I'm like, yeah, I'd be surprised. I'd be pleasantly surprised if you did, but, but I'd be surprised because, you know, I'm that far ahead. But still, nonetheless. Um, and so one of the things that happens when you are starting on this path is that you, you're going to go through processes. And initial processes are all about uh, perspective shifts and being able to see the world differently and being able to, to choose your, your thoughts, right? So thought, choices, and perspective shifts is sort of the first stage. And then the next stage is looking at your limiting beliefs and where those come into play. And then the next stage is looking at your assumptions about life and, and how those are impacting how you're existing in the world. At each stage, they, there are initiation points, right? With perspective shifts, the initiation point, <laughs> initi I can't talk, the initiation points are 
they're just the act of of getting the perspective shift. That is the initiation. When you when you integrate a perspective shift, it changes how you see everything. And that is an, an initiation unto itself. It's a very low grade initiation. Right. And let me define initiation. We we did an entire podcast on this in the beginning. So go back if you if you need more on initiations. We did a whole podcast on it. I think it was like episode 18 or somewhere in the very very early stages. And um what what you need to understand is that initiation is a is a step from one state of being to another. It is a crossing point from which there is no return. Okay? So for instance, when you get married, you are being initiated into the state of marriage. There is no not being married again. You will never have not been married again. You can get divorced but you will never have not been married again, right? These initiation points are points at which you, you can't go back, right? So this is one of the things that if you, if you get a copy of my book, you'll see in the introduction, it says, you know, stepping onto this path is like learning how to read. You can refuse to read the signs, but you will always know what they say, right? Once you've learned how to read, you will never be illiterate again. And so choose wisely, you know, make sure you want to be on the path before you step onto it because you can't unlearn it. It is a, an initiation point, right? And so as we go through the initiations, the, the, those initiations become more significant. And what you're dealing with becomes more core to the central part of your being, because we, the, you know, the upper tier stuff, the thoughts, the whatever, if we've got negative thoughts and stuff like that, we're okay with letting go of negative thoughts. We're like, yeah, I would like to get rid of this thought. This thought sucks. I don't like it. I want to be done with it, right? But as you get further into your process, you start looking at things that are more core to your being that you may have positive associations a- attached to. So, you know, if you have a positive association attached to the fact that you are a survivor and you you get through anything and you're doing, you know, you will keep going no matter what, well, the assumption that you make underneath that core belief that seems to be positive, the assumption you're making underneath that core belief is that life is hard and you have to you have to just muscle up and, and power through and that it doesn't get easier right that's the underlying assumption to that seemingly positive belief of being a survivor right and so that's when things start to get a little hairy around your the shifting of your belief structures because now you're taking what is a positive belief structure you have about yourself and tearing it apart in service to letting go of the assumption that is not serving you, that's underneath it. And so when you do that, you're challenging who you believe yourself to be. And that, when you're, when you're doing initiations at that level, now it becomes what's known as a shamanic death. And a shamanic death is literally the end of a personality that you have been in service to the birth of a new personality that you are becoming, right? And so, you know, we we refer to it as a shamanic death. And and I will let you talk eventually, Catherine, I promise, but I, I just want to say this one more thing. 
<laughs> she's like, yeah, whatever. It's fine. Um, but the, so I, I watched a TikTok uh, yesterday and I just made a response to it today. I haven't had a chance to cross post it, but the, um, one of the things that they were, th- that they were talking about in this video that I watched was that they said that God said that if you eat of the fruit of the, the uh, tree of knowledge, you will surely die. And she said, and then Adam and Eve ate, and then they didn't die. So he lied, right? And, you know, the the biblical scholar who was responding to this said, yeah, he lied. And I'm like, he didn't lie. It was a shamanic death. It was not a physical death. They died to their innocence. They died to their naivete. The, 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 The people that they were no longer existed once they tasted of the fruit of knowledge, right? And that is the quintessential shamanic death, right? Where you now cannot see the world in the way that you saw it before. You have become someone new. And so, you know, this this actually is an ancient concept that is really probably one of the most misunderstood things in the modern-day spiritual dynamic. And so... I had someone who had been talking to me for uh, over a year about coming into the programs. And um, every time I talked to her, it was delay, 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 delay. And so we had this conversation and I was mentioning this to Catherine over dinner. And she, you know, I said, you know, this just feels like a whole lot of resistance to the shamanic death. And, you know, all this response that I got of, oh, I had this terrible feeling of dread and awfulness and, and I just felt so overwhelmed the minute I committed and, ah, you know, hadn't even signed up yet, had just scheduled a date to sign up and had this response, right? And so, um, you know, just the the responses that came were traditionally shamanic death experience. She was like, I was having nausea. And, I, you know, nausea is a fairly common response to this sort of experience, um, you know, People may throw up their emotions. They may get what we affectionately refer to as the shamanic shits and clear out in the other direction, right? Um, but but when you're having a shift at such a core level of your being, it impacts your energy. And your energy impacts your physicality. And so, you know, your body responds sometimes violently to these shifts. It doesn't make it bad, right? This is the other piece of this work is that you're stepping into a space where you are, um, you're, you're having to learn to see the world as experience rather than as good or bad. Nothing is good or bad. It is just an experience. And how we choose to interpret it may change over time, depending upon what our our awareness and perspective is from what in any given moment. And so when you recognize that some of the worst experiences of your life have become the best teachers of your world, then you, you, over time you start to go, yeah, it's just an experience, right? Yeah. It wasn't a pleasant experience, but it was just an experience, right? I'm not going to label it good or bad because I don't know yet. Right. I don't know. And what I think a year from now will be different than what I think five years from now or 10 years from now or 20 years from now. And so I'm going to just, or three lifetimes from now, right? And so, you know, not labeling is is one of the things that is helpful in that. But I brought this to Catherine at dinner and I said, you know, this is what's been happening. And she said, 
oh, we've got this in the work that I do too. And Catherine comes at this from a very different angle than the shamanic perspective that I take this from. And so I really I wanted her to come onto the call today uh, to onto the podcast so that she could talk about it from her side about how she sees it and how she teaches it with her people. So I'm going to hand that over to you and uh, and let you talk uh, about that and say how you feel. Mm, thank you, Kelly. I was, if you saw me looking down, I'm just taking like copious notes, right? So I'm like, oh, like that's this and this is this and this is this. And and what I love and, you know, one of my core beliefs is that there is one presence, one power, and we're all talking about the same thing. And we all have a unique perspective and relationship and interaction with that. So, you know, your kind of the shamanic perspective. I'm like, oh, like that's so interesting because I see it, I understand it. And this is the language that I use to describe it and um, and understand it. And so let me just take a moment here because there's just, there's so much there. So the the kind of way that I approach it, and it's, it's very similar, is that we all have a core identity, uh, you know, where we're kind of coming from that perspective. And often it's, it's unconscious. We're not really aware of our thinking, our patterns, our beliefs, our agreements. Often we look to things outside of us for permission or reasoning about what's happening in our life, but actually we live from an inside out, like the point of power for your life is within you. And so when you start to make that shift, you actually start to see that you are creating your results in life. And so the way that I approach it is we start with asking the question, and Kelly, you've heard me ask this question, what would you love? Which is my favorite question from you. It's such a good question, right? It's such a good question. What if it was easy? That's another like mm, question, right? So what would you love? And the reason we start with that question is because love is one of the highest vibrations, right? So often we're looking to what does my education say? What does my past say? What does my family say? What does the economy say? But when we ask ourselves, what would I love? And we really, really give ourselves permission to imagine and dream and think possibility-wise, well, what would I love? Like if I could actually be and do and have and experience and express and give and, and just have the life of my desires, what would that look like? And so what you would love when you're tapping into that question, you're actually tapping into spirit's idea for you. And so I believe that we are cosmic beings having a human experience and we came here to grow and to learn and to express and to have fun and to have like an amazing life and to love and live and and just learn and have the best time ever. And so when we tap into what is life's idea for me? What is spirit's idea for me? right? Putting aside all of the conditions, we start to get this, and I'm getting the the God bumps right now. I don't know if you can feel that, but the, like you start to really tap into what is that higher order of being for yourself. So when people start to do that, what happens is that there's like, there's this like opening up, there's this kind of like, oh, this like delicious feeling. And then pretty darn quick, there's this smackdown of like, Who do you think you are? You can't do that. That's a bad idea. You know, you tried this in the past. It's not going to work. And so all of those voices are basically the edge of the reality that we've known. So who you would love or what you would love is calling you to that next level version of yourself. 
that next level version of yourself is as yet unknown. It is is yet it is as yet unknown. If you knew how to live that life, you would be living that life right now. You don't know how to yet. So it's outside of your comfort zone. It's outside of your normal. It's outside of what's familiar. And so things that are normal and familiar and comfortable, often they're not healthy. They're not good, right? It's that expression, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. It's only comfortable because we're familiar with it. Right? And so when something is familiar to us, our nervous system experiences it as safe, even if it's like really, really not at the level of fact safe at all. And so when our nervous system and our, and our thoughts and our mind and our body knows what to expect, it has a sense of like, oh, okay, well, I, I feel safe here, right? This is comfortable. So the vision is calling you outside of what's comfortable, and just like the initiation, the, the, the point is the decision, right? So the initiation is like the decision. You can kind of like walk up to the edge of that comfort zone and maybe kind of like try to look through or dance up and then dance back and then kind of come up and then come back and come up. And the universe is just like, oh my God, like, come on already. Like the magic was on the other side. Like get your, sh- sorry, get your ass together. I don't know if this is like a swearing <laughs> yeah, appropriate. <laughs> okay. Mother, like, oh my God, you're like, I'm, I'm waiting, right? I've got the silver platter for you. And so we like come up and we back off and we come up and we back off. So it's that decision. It's that initiation where we actually cross that line into the unknown. As soon as we cross the line, our nervous system, there's going to be a little bit of freaking out, right? And our, you can think about your internal operating systems, your beliefs, your habits, your, um, you know, your perceptions, all of that. It's, it's like an, an operating system on your phone. So when you want to run an upgraded app on your phone, often you need to upgrade your phone's operating system. Right. So if you want to run like version U 2.0, but you haven't upgraded your operating system, it's like not compatible, not compatible. And so when you start to step into that, <clears throat> your operating system is going to do everything it can to bring you back to what is familiar. And so there are three common ways that it shows up. So the first one is it's going to try to get you to delay. Right. So uh, I work with I work with female entrepreneurs and lots of times it's like, well, I'll just wait until the kids are back in school before I kind of, you know, make a decision about this. Or I'm just going to wait until it's perfect before I actually like put this offer out there. Or maybe I'll wait until, you know, it's like October. We're kind of getting to the holiday season. I'll wait till January. And so your internal operating system is like, okay, we don't need to worry because she's actually not doing anything about it. So we can just kind of, you know, sit back here. So it'll delay. The other thing it tries to do is distract, right? So it's like that squirrel brain, like, oh, I'll get to it once I've done this thing over here, right? I've got to take care of this thing first, or I need to wait until this is done over here until I have like all my ducks in a row. So it'll delay us. It'll distract us. And then if 
we're still taking action. Like we've actually decided we're like, okay, I'm doing this thing. I don't know how I know that fear is going to be a companion and our operating system is kind of like, Oh F like she's actually serious about this. Like she's signed up to take this course or she's decided to put this offer out there or she's decided to move to Panama. The other ways aren't working. We're going to DEF CON her. So that DEF CON Yes, and Jules is laughing because, you know, you probably experienced it. So the DEF CON is when all of the other strategies to keep you from moving forward aren't working. So it's like, let's turn up the volume onto max. And so DEF CON often shows up like, um, and it can feel like anxiety. It can have a physical aspect because it's trying to argue for its existence. So it can feel like sweats. It can feel like anxiety. It can feel like nausea. You know, it can feel like terror. It can feel like paralysis. And so here's the thing. This is not a sign from the universe that you're not supposed to be doing this. That is not what it's about. This is a sign, basically, that you're a badass. That it's working. When it, when it's, yeah, when it shows up, it's only showing up because you are taking action. If you don't take any action or actually make a decision, it doesn't need to show up because you're staying in your comfort zone. So if it shows up, and and this is some of the the rigor in the work, is to first of all realize like, oh, that's what's happening, right? And we want to have that framework prior to going into the work because when it comes up, it's going to feel like it's, you know, you've been hit by a two by four. So you can kind of cognitively know it, but until you've actually navigated it a couple of times, you haven't yet developed the the neuroplasticity, the nervous system, you know, kind of um, safety to be able to work through it. So when that shows up, and I see it a lot when someone's making a decision to invest in a coaching program, um, when they're maybe going to like hire their get on call, totally right. Or they're going to like hire the first team member, or they're like opening up a new branch of their business, <laughs> and it's going to show up, and it's going to be terrifying. So when you know, oh, this is actually what's happening here, what you need to do is reach out for help. So talk to your coach, right? If you've decided to, as an example, invest in a program, reach out to that person that you want to work with and get some support to walk you through it, because it's actually good news that is showing up. It's like, and it doesn't feel like good news in the moment at all. I realize that I've been there, done that many times, right? And now I can name it, oh, that's Steph Con. It still feels like a, you know, rag, bag full of rocks hitting my head, but you know what it is. So get support. And so Kelly, that was like a big old, I've got some notes here. Oh yeah. And then also that thing around once you've made that decision, right? It's like learning to read. You can't ever not know how to read. There's that expression that ignorance is bliss, So once you know, you cannot unknow. And if you're listening to Kelly's podcast and you're in her world, it's because there is a calling within you to be in this work. That's true. And, you know, the... There's even, I I get this all the time with people who are coming on discovery calls. They'll even get nervous for the call. They're like, oh, well, you know, or I have to wait for the, yeah, Jewel, you want to talk about that for a second? Oh, I tell, I was trying to unmute while I'm coughing and laughing hysterically at everything y'all are saying, because I can relate to everything. Um, I, I was, I was a nervous wreck. Are you kidding? You were Kelly Sparta. 
I've been listening to you on a podcast. You like know your shit and and call people on their shit. And I over here, here's little old me. That's the mindset I was in, calling, you know, for discovery call. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm talking to you. Oh my God. <laughs> I was freaking out. Was, and now looking back, that's the most hilarious thing I think I've ever experienced in my life, you know, full circle here. Um, but that was funny. That was so funny. And then Catherine, when you were talking about the uh, about the, you know, postponing it, we'll do it after Christmas, after the first of the year, after this. I'm like, oh my God, that is my mom. And it's like I'm the universe going, no, you need to do this now. You don't need to wait. And she's like, no, I'm gonna wait till that goes on sale. I'm gonna wait to this. So that that was quite interesting. Yeah. Well, and and I hear this a lot actually. I I have people who will like not show up for a discovery call. And then they're like, I'm so sorry. I just got so stressed out and I just didn't, I didn't know what to do and I didn't know how to get there and or I couldn't find the link. And it's like, I, if somebody doesn't show up for a call, I will send them a link on text. I will send them a link on email. I will call them. I will, if they didn't get any of those, that's because their system was shutting it down so hard that the electronics were fritzing around them. Right. And that happens. I can't tell you how many times that has happened. And, you know, these are the types of things, especially as I'm starting to work with people who are further along in their journey, who are spiritual practitioners, you know, in the beginning stages, you're doing the perspective shift stuff. So, so the, Yes, there's an intimidation factor, there's a fear factor that could show up in the discovery call session, in the sign-up session, all of that, but it's not nearly as intense as if you're further along in the process and you're like, oh, I'm dealing with the assumption and belief level, and oh, I'm dealing with the, you know, changing who I believe myself to be level. That's when things really amp up. The further along you get in the journey, the more amped up it becomes. And it's literally to the point where, and this goes back, you guys have probably, if you've been listening to the podcast from the beginning, you've heard this many times, but um Every time I went to Lumensgate, which Kathy ran for many years before uh, we started working together, um, every time I went to Lumensgate, I would force a check on them the day that we were leaving the previous year's event for the next year. I would force a check on on Kathy for the next year. And she's like, I don't even know what it's going to be. I don't even know if we're doing it. I'm like, I don't care. Take my money. And she was like, why? And I'm like, I want into the energetic. She's like, the energetic doesn't exist yet. I'm like, yes, it does. It's the eternal moment of now. The energetic exists already. So take my money. I want in, right? And so, you know, I did that because I was operating at such a level that the initiations were hard freaking core. And the longer I had to steep in that energy, the easier the transition became, right? And I knew that inherently. I was like, nope, I want to have all year to make this transition because this is going to kick my ass, right? And I would like my ass to not hurt as much when I'm done, right? So, that you know, I went there to get my ass kicked. That's what I wanted, right? Because I couldn't do it for myself at the time. And so, you know, this is this is the way that this process works. And, you know, when you can embrace it and be conscious about it, then the DEFCONs don't feel so DEFCON-y, right? <laughs> they, they, the, you can look at it and, you know, I've been known to look at the DEFCON energy in my life and go, we are doing this, get on board or get out of the way, but you need to shut up and go away now. 
and just talk to it. And I have done that very often in my life. And so, you know, not to say that the person who inspired this conversation is right or wrong about whatever choices she may make. Um, I'm, I'm just, it was an inspiration for the conversation. And so I wanted to mention it as we went through the process because everybody's got their own journey and they, they are on their own path and they do what they want to do. Right. Um, and wherever spirit takes them is where they go. But in this, it is important to recognize that as you're stepping into a significant connection in, or you're stepping into a process that is going to impact you in a, in a significant way, then this stuff can and will show up. And I use it as an indicator that this is where progress is, not as a sign that this is going to suck. Right. So I just, I wanted to uh, put it into the lexicon of the podcast so that you guys would know what to expect as you get into this level of work. And I've been waiting to talk about this because, you know, I couldn't talk about this in the first part of the the podcast when we were talking to beginners. I didn't want to scare people. But, you know, as you're getting further along, this this is the stuff. And again, it's not about whether it's good or bad. It's just about indicating the significance of the experience. And so, and and I think there's there's a lot of power in understanding that it's likely to come up, right? And so, so when we say it's likely to come up, you don't want to make an agreement or set an intention that it will come up, right? You want there's that neutrality there, but knowing that it's actually as you're stretching, as you're growing, every time you are leveling up into a new version of you, you are going to pass a comfort zone. So when you create this next level version of you, it's going to settle in. You're going to settle into it. It's going to become your new normal. You're actually going to stabilize there. And then once you've stabilized, there's going to be another download from a spirit about, ooh, I would love this next. And so that download is to support you in your growth, right? And then when you're stepping past that comfort zone, there's going to be some fear. There's going to be maybe DEFCON, maybe not, but there's going to be when you cross that edge, it's going to show up. So just knowing, oh, this is what's happening. Okay. It's, it's not a sign. Doesn't mean I'm doing it wrong. It actually means I'm doing it right. Right. I'm not in danger. Learning how to work with your nervous system to kind of calm it so that you can actually take that step that is in your highest, your highest good. Yeah. And I'm, I'm reminded of my early Reiki classes and when they would talk about uh, uh, healing crisis. And um, a healing crisis is basically a mini version of DEFCON. So, you know, that's another way of thinking about it. If you're, if you're Reiki trained and you know what a, Reiki, what a, what a healing crisis is, that, that's, it's a version of initiation DEFCON sort of energy, right? So, you know, there's lots of different language for this process. That's because it exists. And, you know, you engage it and and it may come and kick your ass or not, you know. <laughs> but how you how you deal with it, how you engage it, how you respond to it, it makes a huge difference about how it impacts you. So, you know, again, the knowledge that it it could happen, I mean, it's not something to dread. It's just information. It's like, oh, you know, you know, and it doesn't happen every time. It doesn't. But when it does, by God, you know, right? 
and and now you've got to know how to deal and you know knowing that it's normal and not like some you know we we danger will robinson danger thing happening you know that it's not that it's just normal that that helps a lot it helps a lot so you know forewarned warned is forearmed right and there's your kellyism for the day <laughs> That's a wonderful Kellyism. I'm thinking knowledge is power. I keep seeing the cartoon, you know, sure. co- come across. Yeah. So. so, yeah. So, if you guys are are interested in learning more about how to step into this work, I mean, that's a, we do a lot of this work in the Wu Yu program. We don't talk about that a lot on the podcast, uh, but that is the third program in the series where we're doing a lot of self-inquiry work and a lot of uh, finding your gifts and things like that and, and mapping out your inner psyche, all of that. And so if you're at that stage where you you feel like you've got a solid container and you've got your monkey mind under control and you're just ready to do that shadow work, then the Woo You program might be the thing for you. And so, you know, sign up for a discovery call and come talk to me. And, um, you know, if you love what Catherine was talking about and you feel like that's a path for you and you're a female entrepreneur, we're going to put a link in the show notes for Catherine's program and you can, can check her out as well. Um, and what's your, what's your website, Catherine? It's uh, catalystcoaching.com. So catalyst with a K, like Catherine with a K. And I'll also give you a link for a free meditation download. So it's a guided visualization meditation to help you actually tap into what is your vision for your life. So it's a great starting point. We love that. That's awesome. Thank you. Well, that's all that we have for this week, folks. Tune in next time when Kelly adds another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Jules, here with Kelly and Catherine, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, y'all. Bye. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon. Within my car, I'm all alone. But feeling good and feeling strong. Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself. I'm driving. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half, guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.